Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've got my heebie-jeebies hidden in a bag, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Moore is here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. And pouring himself another cup of Lady Grey, it's Pete Donaldson. I like Lady Grey, it's nice. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. It's the most wonderful time of the year. International friendlies. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, me. Come on. Yes. Come on. Not Come that. On. No, oh, no, no, no. Not him. I thought that's what you were doing. No, I stopped myself. Okay. Because I remembered, He's sadly. in Spice World. Mm. Anyway. <sighs> Weren't they all? <laughs> <laughs> all the <laughs> <of> Spice Girls. <laughs> any, any British actor from 1995 through to 2002. Uh, eight yeah. was either in Spice World the movie yeah. or one of the Harry Potter films. Yeah, yeah. I think That's Richard E. Grant played like fifteen characters in mm. across you, the lot. Can you tell it's International Week? <laughs> <laughs> it's Richard E. Grant week. Yeah, you know it. It is. always is. There's some really that? good matches in this weekend of international matches. Name them. Oh no, there are. You're absolutely right. Versus... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big one for yeah. some people. But Peter. what's the big one first, Mark? The big one first is, of course, the Netherlands who haven't qualified for the World Cup, sadly, against England. Who have. Who have Who qualified. very much have. Mm. <laughs> of course, the Netherlands have never won the World Cup. Of course, England have another <laughs> difference point, uh, point. between the two nations. Yeah. Um, so, of course, uh, Netherlands don't have Harry Kane. But of course, <laughs> England very much do. do. Mm. <laughs> yeah, anyone else want to Of course, point Netherlands out don't have Jake Livermore. <laughs> but of course, England very much do. Yes. So, uh, they do have Stroopwaffles. They do, they do, and I, I bloody well love those as well. They're very nice. They're excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My old Dutch. So they win. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hopefully England will win, Jim. Let's not uh, lose sight of that. Uh, Gareth Southgate, though, is getting tough with the Ooh. players. Yeah, we did. King tough. We weren't sure if he could, but he's banned the Starbucks Cafe at St George's Park, of course, where England uh, stay and train on home soil. Uh, he's banned them from serving food while the team is staying there, and the players aren't allowed to have syrup in their coffees. Sorry, so the players aren't allowed to have any food? <laughs> no, they, they can't continue to have their meals at Starbucks. I think this is a problem I mean, that should have been addressed way that? before why, now. <laughs> yeah. Why there's an on-site Starbucks, I don't know. But they could probably go for that scramble eggs and uh, nut option that I've had in the past. It's 200 calories. Hang on. Light. Fluffy. So, Pete, there's, a, there's been a debate at Ramble HQ among certain contingents about the best mm. coffee on the high street. Now, Marcus right. and I don't drink coffee, so we can't really have an input into that. Oh, yes, I'm not on my own from yeah, one of these yeah. things. <laughs> but some people say Starbucks is the best. Some people say Pret is the best. What say you and what say you, Jim? 
I, As you well know, I hate the fetishization of anything, food yeah. or, or water. Well, not anything. Uh, anything. Any kind of sustenance. You are very much endorsing your sunfet. <laughs> yeah. You've got entire secret laptops that you don't know we know about. I will happily <laughs> indulge in any fetish, but food, I think it's gone a little bit too far. Do you prefer Starbucks coffee or Pret? Yeah, coffee is not food. Just answer the bleeding question, man. Starbucks. Right. Jim. Uh, Pret, but I, I prefer Costa to, to Starbucks okay. as well. Tiebreaker, cameraman Sam, Pret or Starbucks? Starbucks. Starbucks. Two Starbucks. One, two one. All right. Well, if you were in England, so Gareth Southgate, you'd be fuming if you were playing for England. Mm, yeah, Call yourself an anti-capitalist millennial. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's actually Welsh as well. He's AO. Yeah. He's and his side are hammering China as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's having a lovely time. Um, but yes, I, I think that uh, the Starbucks. It's a, there's a Hilton Hotel. On, on St George's or in the St George's been there, complex, you know. I have yeah, impressive, been... impressive area. It is. It's it's quite nice. It's in a um, slightly off the beaten track, but that's probably why they did it. Yeah. What were you there for? Was it the Sven or Sol Campbell lobby? <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of both, Jim. Actually, yeah. I find that the two go hand in hand. Multitask, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Um, one's never enough, according to Sven. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so, so so he's getting tough. Um, but, but with, with the coffees and stuff, I mean, you're yeah. allowed. So you're not allowed to syrup any coffees. <laughs> you're allowed as much. Um, and it's sugary energy drink as you can drink at any point during the day. I don't, I don't, but you're not allowed a bit of syrup in your, no, no, in your no, coffee. That, don't go on what Jamie Vardy consumes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's not professional. I feel for the staff of that Starbucks. It's, if Jamie Vardy's coming in and going, I want syrup in my coffee, are the, the workers going to go like... Oh, you, bring your own says syrup. you can't, yeah, but but you're going to give it to bring me. Bring your though. own syrup like Denver Bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Although he, when he was talking about syrup, he meant cordial, didn't he? Mm, yeah. But, oh, did he? But I don't, Pete, I think, and um, we will get into the football in a minute, everyone listen. Not, yeah, but we need to discuss yeah. this first. Pete, I think your um, sort of idea that football players are allowed as much sugary energy drinks as they want <laughs> might be, if I may be so bold, fairly wide of the mark. What about those energy frubes? <laughs> what about those adult sportsman energy frubes yeah. that are allowed? Jaffa cakes, for example, that's uh, very sugary. Marcus, no further questions. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they He's the sort of person who would need security to take him off the stand. <laughs> yeah, they, consume, they consume a lot of sugar anyway. I can't see. How do you Because yeah, you... they're always drinking Aid. It's full of the stuff. No, you're talking about Aid and adult froobs. What? <laughs> the adult, those adult froobs that are like froobs, but sportsmen use them. They go... The England squad does not have any nutritionists. Let's just all agree <laughs> on that. Pete told me it must be true. To me, uh, like, well, in, in Sven piss take. In, in I think it was <laughs> in the 2002 World Cup when they were away in in Japan. Japan. Um, uh, apparently, uh, according to David Beckham, um, to to boost team morale because they'd been away for a while and, and so on and so forth. They uh, they did have like a McDonald's evening and the and the staff went and brought in a load of yeah, McDonald's cheat, food. A cheat day is fairly well known in sort of athletic yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then then they went out the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was was the cheat day McDonald's an hour before kickoff? <laughs> it was at half, half time, time yeah. during Brazil uh, England. Yeah. That would have been rubbish as well because if you if you bring McDonald's to you, it's always cold. Uber Eats, yeah. Yeah, they do McDonald's now. The option yeah. should be a cold McDonald's. Right. Jimmy, Jimmy Pollard <laughs> told a story once of um, when he was called up to the England squad. I think he was only called that once, was he? And he said that he was absolutely starving because they, they their nutrition plans are thus in the England squad. You, know, you can mm. only eat certain times and so mm. on. Well, and it's interesting was... that when you're, when you're in your club, you've got your own nutrition plan, presumably. Yeah. And then yeah. when you've got the national team, it might not be compatible with what you usually eat uh, when you're at... Uh... In your domestic uh, league, yeah. very much. Well, he's, he said he was absolutely starving one evening, but all the food, all the eating had finished. Right, and he's like, "What can I do?" And uh, David Bentley was in the squad, I think, at the time. So that's how long ago this was. 
and uh, Bullard and Bentley, and uh, and he and he tells a story, and he went to see um, David Bentley because Bentley just knew people who could get stuff done, and Bentley phoned one of his mates who turned up and handed them a bag of McDonald's through oh the window or something like. That. Do you know that? And Bullard also <laughs> says that was it under Capello that yeah. Possibly, I think it, I think, yeah. I think it was because Bullard said, Imagine "Like Jimmy Bullard being managed by Capello well, at he, any point in his career." Well, he, he said he he was in a squad, an England squad family, so he didn't get a cap. Yeah, and he said that um, Capello later told him mm. that Capello didn't realise that that Bullard was uncapped, and if he had known, he would have put him on five minutes at the end to get him a cap. Oh. And Bullard was, like, I was absolutely gutted. That's yeah. a shame, but he got oh, his McDonald's though. Anyway, he's got a rival football podcast, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talk about the England squad. I know we talked a bit about it. Uh, well, we sort of covered it, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We did cover it a bit on Monday. To yes. be fair, but, but that was before Trent Alexander-Arnold was in. Called up. We need to put some meat on the bones. I think. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, Bertrand's some out. Trent and... on the Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, I think one of the the more interesting debates in the England squad, which uh, we touched upon, and as have many others, is the number one jersey is up for grabs in a way that we haven't quite seen before. It's usually between. Or perhaps in the past it's been between two players. Do you go for Rob Green or David James <laughs> after the USA game? Well, yeah. we'll, we'll have David James. Yeah. Um, and so normally between two, whereas which really, I mean, you can make arguments for all four. It's probably between three. I think it's unlikely that Nick Pope would become the number one. Um, but but the, the, the word on the streets is that uh, Pickford is, is going to play against the Netherlands and it's been his distribution that Southgate's been quite pleased yeah. about because Southgate, poor old Gareth, let's spare a thought for him in, in among all this coffee madness. Um, he wants to try and get some sort of identity, some sort of playing philosophy for this England side. They've been years without one. I know it's difficult to build a philosophy at international football and, the, and, and a great example is the way Spain have played over the years. The ultimate example, you could say, in Especially in with their years. Barcelona and Real Madrid rivalry running concurrently with them. Yes, well, a, a little t- uh, more on that in, 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 a, in a short while. Um, but uh, to try and get some kind of uh, idea of playing because I think so many times in recent years England have just turned up and it's like right so how are we going to approach this then? And, and they're a bit unsure. Yeah. And he wants to. He said he wants to try and play out from the back. Mm. That does scare me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to say, um, I've got a glass of water. He's shaking a little bit. <laughs> it's a bit of Jurassic Park. Oh god! Indeed, yeah. A reference I've used several times when referring to England. Yeah, I, and yeah. they're always welcome though. That's the canary in the mine. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. And, and going back to the goalkeeper thing, I, I, I feel that. We normally have our goalkeeping situation nailed down, mm. even if we don't particularly think the keeper that we always pick is necessarily that good because the other ones tend to be either vastly inexperienced or quite a lot worse. So mm. even when you've got a goalkeeper who plays every every time for England... Well, Joe Hart is yeah, in recent. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 always, England, England keepers just expect less because they will let you down. <laughs> I, I, certainly more recently, but I've, I feel that it might be time for, for Southgate to be brave here. Mm. I, I think I would... I think he will. I think I would I would probably jettison Hart from the squad. And if you want him for um, experience and you want him for sort of camaraderie and all the rest of it, because by all accounts he, he's an all right guy, um, then, then <laughs> I, yes, hey, whoa, take him along as a um, take him along as a as a nurse that's coach like I did with Beckham that time. And mm. you can have well, him around think, the squad. Can't I think you? I think he might be. The, the number three England's Pepe Reina. So who's going to miss mm. out then, Pope? Tom Heaton. <laughs> yeah, he, Tom Heaton is definitely going to miss out. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if this is actually sort of like a soft dropping of Joe Hart if that's not too Soft gross a term. Dropping. Because if, if he picks four goalkeepers this time to take a look at the four of them and then just doesn't pick Joe Hart next time, that won't be as big a story as Hart being left out mm. now. Yeah, I, I think, think that's what it is. And, yeah, by, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just a, a little bit of credit to Pete On Donaldson. On a rather lonely heart. Oh, I was just about to give you a bit of credit there. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just said that Pete often is seen as one who lacks discipline. Well, he showed a lot of discipline there because I saw your little face when Jim said soft dropping. The mm. thoughts that went round your mind, but you refrained. So, you I, give, another, give another chance. Yeah, give me a chance. I was imagining Jim 
Jim um, uh, is finding, encountering, if you will, a pile of rabbit droppings and giving each little pebble a little squeeze. Which is a fairly adorable image. Could have been been worse, though. It could have been a lot worse. Like a man testing the ripeness of of an olive. Uh Or a raisin. Yeah, quaint in its own weird Mm -hmm. way. Um, Discipline is a constant struggle, though. For us all, you could argue. Uh, My coffee's full of syrup. Yeah, I was (laughs) going to say, I'm sort of really looking forward to seeing... um, if if Jordan Pickford can sort of step up to England to see how that works, because he's got that sort of beleaguered look at all times. He reminds me a little <laughs> bit of Bruce Campbell in the Evil Dead movie. Yeah, he's a bit like There's that, this yeah. sort of relentless wave. It's like, <laughs> oh, not Jim. again! Rah! And I, I think that will suit England, given <laughs> what always happens. Yeah. Do you think that if, if, they, pick, if they pick Pickford mm. uh, and he does well, would you like to see him stay for all the friendlies leading up to the World Cup to get himself better than because I think there's a good chance has to be, has but to I think there's a good the chance he'll swap between Friday and Tuesday oh yeah, yeah I think I, he will I, I, I think uh, what I would like to see bearing in mind that realistically I think he will uh, he, he will make a change on Friday as well I just think whoever just whoever does best in these that's the goalkeeper yeah, yeah, you know I mean, just yeah. make a decision. But I said, but, but I, I said, and was rightly probably pilloried that um, we always kind of like get angry and get you know wound up by the goalkeeper it's if you're worried about your goalkeeper, you're in trouble. But you Worry do still need a goalkeeper. No, but, but there I'm, is not a... saying, I'm not saying don't bring a goalkeeper, well, Luke. I think, I think I'm making that very clear. You're saying it doesn't matter if you pick a shit one or not, which is you mad. Are. We're well, worried about They're them. all shit. They will all become shit because as soon as you put that fucking three lion shirt on, <laughs> you okay. become shit. This is why you were pilloried. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. You, what you've done there is you've made me look stupid. Yeah. Because about two minutes ago, I said, well done for being disciplined. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Pete, Pete, you're not only making yourself look bad. Street, isn't it? Pete, and I can't drive. <laughs> Great. Oh, That'll be on his gravestone. I'll that. tell you what. Yeah. Pete, My tr- coffee's full of syrup. Let's drink. <laughs> Trust is a two-way street and I can't drive. Yeah. Don't even know what the signs mean. <laughs> the Pete Donaldson story. Yeah, mm. I've got a question for you, Pete, and for you, Jim. Um, sorry Stop to ex- asking him questions. Sorry to exclude you, Marcus, but you'll see one. <laughs> do you two have any love, as I do, for the fact that Marcus has referred uh, to Ronaldo Koeman in the running order? Uh, <laughs> oh. I missed that. That, that, little finger, that, little, that, that little finger stretching I'd say from the D typo. to the R. Yeah. He yeah. loves his Twitter so much, you want to compare him to Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, so the, the goalkeeping situation is interesting. And, and as you were saying there, Jim, I think that it is actually a bigger statement putting Pickford in the game against the Netherlands because away from home. Yeah. And, therefore, by definition, ever so slightly, it's more tournament-like conditions. Mm. Whereas, I think against Italy, he, he may well give Pope a, a run out. Um, we, we, we'll have to wait and see there. But, but I think it's a big statement. And if he goes with Pickford, and if Pickford does well... Then that that could be it, but oh. I think I think the number one jersey is between Butland and Pickford. Yeah. I think Hart is there. Sorry, look, I think Hart is there as almost like, and and this feeds into Pete's point that perhaps it's it's a pretty dire situation. But I think Hart's there for almost like a bit of insurance. Yeah. If suddenly there's a, there's a bit of a freak out and they think, Ugh, at least Hart has a lot of experience as an England goalkeeper. And you think I will freeze him out? Better the, better the devil, you know. Um, and I think there's, there's, there's every chance the Pope will feature at some point because otherwise there's no point picking the guy. Mm. Um, England are 11-5 I mean, to five to beat Netherlands uh, away from home on Friday. So £10 uh, with Bet365 uh, will return £32, including the stake, should the three Lions do the business. So it would be sacrilegious not to give the Pope a go, but there yeah. we are. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, um, nice yes. also in the run, just, you know, just to mention that it's Ronald Koeman's 55th birthday this week. You know, why is, not yeah, yeah. get it in there? Yeah, absolutely. You, uh, sent, you, have you been on your Interflora gold account? <laughs> <laughs> Is he blocked your email address? <laughs> uh, he's blocked some of them. Um, Alfie Mawson said he was surprised he got an England call-up. He said, a lot of people are probably thinking, how on earth has he got this call-up? It was more of a shock to me than most. When you look at some of the players that missed out, it's crazy. And I thought, Alfie, don't try and yeah. talk yourself there's, out of this. Okay, there's being humble and there's absolutely mugging yourself yeah. off. <laughs> 
exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think, to be fair to, to, to Alfie, he is correct. I mean, as we discussed on Monday, I personally would like to have seen Dunk and Lascelles in there ahead of him. Yeah. But I understand he's, he's, he's had a, a resurgence in form, as have Swansea more recently. He's worked with Southgate probably under 21. Probably would have done. He's 24 as well, so he's not that, that old. And also, I mean, the reality is, as we discussed on Monday, the, the, if, if, we, if we went back six months and started talking about, about pairings for the, for, for the England team in the World Cup, We'd be probably saying Cahill and Stones or something like that. Yeah. Neither of them are playing, mm. so yeah. they, he has. To, he's got no choice but to look at other options. And I understand the principle of that, but for mm. me, I probably would have gone with Dunk, who's been consistent all season, uh, and and Lascelles, who, as Pete rightly says, leadership qualities are there for everyone to see. And he's a giant. He's a great yeah. prospect. I think the thing is that uh, if, if if again we get into these silly arguments that some people do, we think oh, if 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 only he'd have picked Lewis Dunk. That's not the problem here. It's not a sense that's going to win you the World Cup. It's rearranging the deck chairs now. I understand that. It's just my personal preference. No, no, sure. And that's fair. That's very fair. I think he he will go for a back three because I think that he doesn't trust only two centre-backs. And in qualification, you saw England playing against uh, some much poorer opposition and the poorer opposition was getting a little bit of jaw on the break. I think Mm. you need three in there. I feel like sort of tactical um, trends aside as well, in a situation that Southgate is in where he doesn't have like a Sol Campbell and a Rio Ferdinand or a John Terry and a Rio Ferdinand, that really solid pairing, three very busy defenders Mm -hmm. is probably sort of going to cover that because England will have to do a... Guile. Yeah, quite. They will have to do a back-to-the-wall job at some point if they're going to progress. Uh, sure, and if he wants to play it from the back, then you imagine Stones will play. I would expect mm. him to start Stones. So, Maguire's quite good at that as well. Cruyff yeah. turn on the penalty spot, anyone? Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Let's go down Come with a bit on. of flair. Come on! <laughs> I'm up for it. Um, but I th- I th- it'd be interesting how he how he sets out the midfield. I, it, will he go for a sort of a 3-4-2-1, which is, you know, in essence, a sort of a 3-6-1, if you like. Depends on how accurate you want to be. Or a 3-5-2 where he plays, obviously, um, a striker. Well, he will play a striker, Vardy, I'd imagine. And then maybe Sterling in a sort of free role behind him or Dele Alli. But he might might feel that he can't um, do an awful lot around that type of stuff because he's not got Kane. Yeah, does does he he not want to sort of... But I think think Vardy can uh, debutise. Yeah, but like... you'd want to sort of play with a system that... I mean, because Kane and Vardy are two very different footballers. So you can't sort of replace one for the other when it comes to the World Cup. Sure. You've got to play to the system that you would imagine mm. Kane would start in. Well, he might play Rashford then. Yeah. He yeah. play Rashford in that. Vardy is your man who you use. I've heard a couple of other pundits say this over the last week and I completely agree. When you're playing on the break. Yeah. No, you bring him on for the last 20 minutes. Oh, well, that is... You yeah. have to straight... He has to understand that you've had some caps, you've scored some goals, you've had a great sort of Indian summer to your career, if you like, and you're very much a part of this squad, but you don't start games because Harry Kane's better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously, you don't really get much would... out of motivation for him saying Vardy that, but that's will, essentially the reality. Vardy will accept that, and he'll know that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. he'll know that. Um, but, but I don't. what I'm trying to get at, Marcus, is if they do play three behind Kane, I don't want to see Vardy on the wing. No, I don't I think they will play yeah, three yeah, behind Kane. I think they're the two at most. Mm, I think okay. a 3-4-2-1 or, or a more conventional 3 Three five oh, one one, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, like, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I think that's what they'll they'll probably do. But yes, it is Ronald Koeman's fifty fifth uh, birthday this week. <laughs> On to the main story. So yeah. uh, eighteen minutes in, you know, yeah. can the big man get the Dutch back where they belong on the world stage? <laughs> I've no doubt. Well, the thing is, he's taken them over at a pretty opportune time because they they can't get any worse. Yeah, yeah. For for a team of a country of of, of, the, of the history and the and the pedigree of Netherlands. It realistically, doesn't get any worse for them than this. No. So he, he's in a good, he's in a good, um, a good place. They've got some good players. They've got a core of good players coming through yeah. as well. Um, players like um, Delight and and and. Well, could we see young Justin Cliver get his first cap? 
Well, yeah, it would be. He's in the squad, isn't he? Yeah, he's be. only 18, that, but he's... For fans of his father. <laughs> yeah, <if it> just, <laughs> yeah, just for that. But are they saying that like, he could be a better player than uh, Patrick Clivert? Oh, I don't Certainly, know, you know. Certainly a more professional one. Well, perhaps. Make that very clear. But Patrick Clivert, I mean, scored a winning goal in the Champions League final, went on to play for Barcelona and Newcastle United. Yeah. So very that well worn path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, it probably was a more well-worn path than uh, it used to be. Indeed, yeah. Um, England's first opponents in the World Cup are Tunisia, of course. They're playing Iran. Tunisia are the highest-placed African team in the FIFA rankings. They're 23rd. England are only, what are they, 16th or something like that? Um, but Carlos Quiroz's Iran are in 33rd. So they're, uh, they're, that is quite surprisingly high for, for Iran. It is. Iran are actually not a bad side at the moment. We talked a bit about Iranian players in Europe on the... Um, yeah, of course. On the, uh, I'm on not going to deconstruct yeah. the Iranian side right now. No, that's no. for after. That's, yeah, that's well, just for us no. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Panama playing Denmark later today on the Thursday. And I have to say, will we see the Panama grandma I in hope Russia? So. We need some sort of Jimmy Jump style figure. Indeed. She'll and get he... along with the babushkas, you'd imagine, yeah, in yeah. Russia. I I've I've, this has passed me by. What's the Panama grandma? The pa- you yeah. remember. We talked about her. She... she, she Pitch invaded when Panama won uh, one nil. Yeah, that goes goal. And, and to waste time, she pretended to faint three times. Love it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing up the Panama grandma now is, is if you hear people on the BBC talking about the Panama grandma in the summit, you know where they got it from. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> talking about you, Jermaine Genius. Yeah. <laughs> Now then, before we go to correspondence with PTD, Germany are playing Spain. Probably the tie of the weekend, you'd imagine. Germany unbeaten in 21 matches going into this one. Yeah, and to put it in perspective, for those of you who don't listen to On the Continent regularly, shame on you, please do so. <laughs> go and search On the Continent on iTunes. Um, Andy Brassel confidently said on Wednesday's mm-hmm. show that Germany could pick any of 50 players and still be very competitive at the World Cup. In the <laughs> yeah. so actually, that brings yeah. it all into perspective. Yeah, really but does. we haven't got a single fucking goal. Can England <laughs> can pick from 50 players. <laughs> We could all do it. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd get 50 players on the plane, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was Bundesliga.com did um, did four world-class national teams they could pick. And it's, oh, cut, just, just showing off. Yeah. Bundesliga.com. What a website. Do you know what they should do? They love should, it. They should kick three teams out of the World Cup, put Germany B, C and C&D, D in a group yeah. with Germany, and then see which, which is the strongest team, and then they go through. Maybe they could do yeah. Germany North East. No, no, let's leave that. Let's leave that one. Germany Germany C would beat England. D, I think we might get a draw. draw. Yeah, get a Germany draw. Germany C, I think would beat England. Yeah, yeah quite depressing. We really. get a draw no, with their D team as long as we don't, they don't score. No, in a friendly, we'd win one 0 and we pick yeah, a and get people. hammered in the competition. <laughs> True yeah. enough. Put it this way: Mario Goetz has left out the Germany squad. Scored a winning goal in a World Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if an England player scored a winning yeah. goal in the World Cup final and four he'd years get later, four hundred caps? <laughs> no, if he scored, and he scored in a semi, yeah. and we went out five-one. He would be playing well into forty-five. Yeah, yeah. I, well, he would have to. Peter, <laughs> he'd have to. Talisman, They are playing Spain, which is Friday night as well, isn't yeah. it? One of the standout games. Well, Spain again. They've probably got to be in a seaside. Um, look at the Spain side. It does appear that Pepe Reina could be their number two. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange one. Um, Alvaro Morato, Cesc Fabregas, and um, Javi Martinez, who hadn't played for a while but had started to get back into friendly squads, have all been left out. Iago Aspas is in there. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's having an all right time. There's a lot of players who, who've played for Liverpool, not done that well, and all of a sudden are tearing up trees in Europe. <laughs> but, um, um, Suso is another one, yeah. playing in Italy, you know, and uh, not so much Fabio Berini, but yeah. yeah. Well, the, I mean, he's having a slightly better time, but yeah. he was more Sunderland, really. One of the great uh, footballing Iagos. I can't think of many more. <laughs> yeah. Not too great, yeah. Some sort of sh- are you going to go through this with the Shakespearean reference, Pete? Or? Uh, I can't, can't think of any Othello. No, uh, same. Um, I quite like that Gerard no. Piquet revealed that the Real Madrid and Barcelona players have a WhatsApp group. Love that. Because they're often um, accused of not getting on and falling out and could this 
cause a riff in the Spain yeah, camp. And, and, and Looking at recent, recent trophies, yeah. it perhaps hasn't. Uh... I was going to say, I mean, who knows what they would have achieved in yeah. that one? <laughs> <laughs> Three tournaments in a row already. Did, yeah. Well, he said they mainly use it to talk, and I quote, shit to one another. Right. Um, and he said, it's especially hilarious for me right now because we're 15 points on Real Madrid in the league, so I'm getting very creative in my responses. Oh, I love it, the nice. fact that PK, when every opens his mouth, he mugs off Real Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PK the peak dancer of the WhatsApp group. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Could be. I just, but, PK and Ramos are these two sort of great kind of titan poles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I'd absolutely hit, I would hate to be in a WhatsApp footballers group. They My are, God. They are two totem poles of those teams. And I, interestingly enough, Gerald PK thinking about does look like a totem mm. pole. Ramos does a little bit. <laughs> it's, his head like looks he, like he'd one. open his um, top and there'd be other faces down there. Gerard Ger- Piquet, And that's what yeah. attracted uh, his... Shakira Gerard Piquet does look like... His face looks like the top of a totem pole that someone had carved trying to get Sam the Bold Eagle from the Muppets. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> my hips don't lie, but my husband's second face does. Yeah, doesn't speak. Yeah. Doesn't speak. Um, Germany to draw with Spain. <laughs> also on Friday night. It's currently 12 to 5 with Bet365, so £10 on that. We'll return thirty poor, thirty poor, thirty-four pound, including stake in the event of a stalemate. There we are. Ooh. Now then, let's go to PK Donaldson for the correspondence. Thank you very much, Mark. PK is not no Pietro, isn't it? What's uh, uh, Pedro? Pedro. 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 Pete. Pedro. Your name is Pete. Oh God. <laughs> um, hello to uh, David Gorman. Hello, David. Go- not Gorman. Gordon. I can't even read. Hello. <laughs> Hello, mother. <laughs> it's really hard to read off my computer. Do you um, want to take five? Just fade a, it all out. Using, <laughs> a, using, a, using a pop shield. Yeah. Shall we just pretend we're talking, then we'll just fade out? Um, yeah, we're... Yeah. And we're back. There uh, we go. Correspondent. Pete's had a sleep. Guys. I've had a little sleep. Uh, it's not enough <laughs> syrup in my uh, coffee. Hello to David Gordon uh, for this email. Hi, guys. As I'm sure you uh, will have seen by now, Martin Allen has returned to the hive to try and work mm. his magic at Barnet for a fifth time, which is insane, mm. uh, and help save them from almost certain relegation. Confidence is indeed at an all-time low. After only seven wins all season, the chairman saw no other option than to call on a man who last left us 16 months ago for a pay rise at Eastleigh. Alan will be yeah. Barnett's fourth manager of the season, replacing the infamous Graham Wesley, who had subsequently replaced uh, Nutcase Mark McGee, who before that replaced ex-gym teacher Rossi Eames. Edgar David's reign seems like an awful long time ago. Uh, returning back to Mad Dog, I thought it would be great to familiarise you with an article that appeared on the Notts County website after Alan had left Barnett for the second time back in 2011 to take over at Meadow Lane. This is on their website... Uh, basically the introduction to their new manager. He introduced himself in the article with the following paragraph. Good morning. Special thank yous this morning to the people who've helped me since I got here last week. On Saturday, the groundsman at late note has done a job for me. Top man. On Monday, Hannah the analyst stayed here until 7.30 in the office to show me the set plays of Tranmere Rovers for my training session yesterday morning because I was busy the whole day Monday. She is a top girl. Uh, Kate stayed there to go through my paperwork and organising me until 8.45 on Monday night. Kate is the girl who works in the office. She took my white shirt home and ironed it and brought it back to work for me to wear last night. She's top girl. The bus drivers are cool and calm and drive the bus smoothly and calmly. They are top lads. What, this is like what I did on my football manager <laughs> it's holiday. Yeah. It's uh, like he's narrating an episode of Postman Pat. Finishing up with this, I'm uh, trying to find somewhere to kip. I don't like these posh hotels. I don't want nothing flash. If you know anyone, it's for me and my dog Monty, who is a very good boy. I need somewhere, preferably on the south side of Nottingham, to kip, have a bit of food maybe, and kind of be a dosser who will keep himself to himself, who works long hours. A dosser and a dwad. Very polite. <laughs> very polite and well-mannered, friendly, funny, kind, caring, occasionally mad. If anyone can help, please contact the club. If nothing else, uh, says David, 
the last few weeks of the season should at least be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I've Unhinged. Got, I've, got, I've got a couple of quick anecdotes around uh, Martin Mag Dog Allen, if you don't mm. mind. I like that Mad Dog's got a good dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, they, do a, they do a Mad Dog, good, good dog, dog, good dog, Mad Dog. I once met Martin Allen, oh, yeah. and I didn't really want to meet him because he's mad, oh, yeah. and he's very, very intense. And I was at a radio station, I knew he was there, I, I sort of purposely didn't want to meet him because he's he's a bit a bit of a bit and I, I do emphasize a bit a bit of a legend at Portsmouth, and um, he was sat in the corner just being really brooding and intense. Mm. And one of the assistant producers came over and went, "Oh, Martin, Luke's a Pompey fan," and he came straight over and just like started talking to me. And he started asking it's, me about it's tail wagging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he started asking me about this season, and I, I said, oh, "To be honest, because we got promoted this season, I'll be really happy just to you know finish mid table or whatever, consolidate." And he just went, "Why?" <laughs> Oh my goodness! He went. There's no. Good, there's no big teams in League One. Why? He's got you there, mate. And I was like, all right, yeah. So, and so He's that was really interacting a way that no normal yeah. people do. It was. No, it was but a... people might say, oh, I see what you mean, but you want to be a bit more ambitious than that. It's, it's why? just a gentle Explain conversation, me. And the second thing <laughs> is that I saw a great quote from him when he took over for the fifth time, as, as Pete's mentioned, where he said, "Because one of the things he's done, he sat a lot of players back. They had a, they had a lot of players in on temporary basis, right? And he said um, it was quite a good quote. To be fair, he said, um, "I've sent all those players back." We had so many players on trial, I thought I got a new job at the Old Bailey. <laughs> That's all right, yeah. Good. Quite like it. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, whoa, psych. Yes. Uh, hello to uh, Stuart in North Carolina the, in the US. Um, here's another addition to the file of what footballers' names mean in English. In trying to chat more with the Spanish-speaking members of my church, I looked up some words to make small talk. Since we're about to end the season of Lent, I discovered that Lent in Spanish is uh, charisma. And in Portuguese, it's spelt, well, Charisma, huh. uh, with a Q. Uh, that means for the fun Portuguese footballer, Ricardo Charisma's name could be translated in English as Dick Lent. <laughs> <laughs> Dicky Lent. Dicky Lent. I know a lot of people are trying to give up. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, someone's very promiscuous men and women that I know. Somebody messaged us on Facebook, I forget who, so apologies, to tell us that in Dutch, Steve Cook sounds like stiff cock. Which I suppose it's yeah, sort of right. done anyway. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. Yeah. Fair one, fair one. Right, we're going to talk about Russia and Brazil after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You get all the nice big juicy worms hanging out of your mouth just on the edge there. Before we talk about those beautiful Brazilians, Luke Moore, what have you got to say for yourself? Future England manager Sean Dyche there, talking about yeah, earthworms. Um, I just wanted to jump in very, very quickly to say that we've got an exciting new uh, range of merchandise available. Um, some very, very good T-shirts, beautifully designed by cameraman Sam, who also does a sideline in, uh, in T-shirt design. 
Um, you need to go to fcramble.com. Our brand for our merch is FC Ramble. You can go FC Ramble on Instagram and fcramble.com and take your pick. There's some lovely designs in there. I'm sure you'll find something you like. And Sam knows his T-shirts. He's uh, the sort of guy who would be hanging outside a skate shop yeah. uh, for hours on end to just buy mm. a T-shirt saying Kicking the word pigeons. Supreme on it. Yeah, millennial. Yeah. He wears, rolls his jeans up, wears a beanie hat, yeah. uh, pretends to be uh, poor. Covered in, covered in avocado. <laughs> yeah, covered in avocado. Smashed avocados all over his head. Uh, he's often found hanging out the back of a skate shop, as you say. <laughs> now, um, the hosts of the World Cup Russia are playing Brazil. Brazil, many people's favourites uh, for the tournament. They play Germany next week, of course. Mm. Uh, Brazil, another one of the favourites. Um, Tite, the, the Brazil coach, announced his starting 11 last month. We, we did um, discuss that a little bit on On the Continent. Um, but it is worth bringing it up again um, because he's, he, he announced his starting 11 mm. for, for the World Cup. I mean, Bold. England England have got four goalkeepers to choose from. This man already knows his starting 11. He's crying out for an injury, isn't he? That's what he's doing. <laughs> well, Neymar. And yeah. um, Felipe Luis. Felipe Luis as well, Those are yeah. two big ones Well, as well. Felipe Luis um, wasn't actually in the starting 11. It was uh, Marcelo and uh, yeah, Danny it's not Alves. a big one when you've got Marcelo already playing. No, but, but still, Felipe it's not Luis, ideal, is it? He's, he's a good player and he, you would imagine that he would be in the squad. And it's a broken leg as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's a bad one. It is a bad one. Um, but, uh, but you look at that Brazil side. I mean, they have two great goalkeepers in Allison, who's the number one at the moment, and then obviously Edison. And you just go through it and you just go... Aah. But Renato Augusto's in there, isn't he? And he plays in China, doesn't he? He does, yeah. yeah. That's, that's probably the most interesting one in, in that, again, that starting 11 that he's, he's chosen. Fernandinho on the bench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Willian on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marcus, it's, it's also quite interesting that Russia are mm-hmm. choosing to play Brazil because we've seen before, certainly more recently, I would argue, although maybe you'll tell me if I'm wrong, that a big problem for hosts of a World Cup and a Euros or whatever is that they don't have to qualify. Mm. Yep. So this lack mm. of competitive games, mm. the manager getting to see the players performing in a game that actually means something, is completely taken away for quite a long time. So it seems to me Russia are obviously trying to play difficult friendlies mm. to try and test themselves as much as they can because they're not in, a gr- in great shape, are they, really, as a team? True. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, also a very good thing for Brazil to get out there and just see what the, the conditions are like and what the environment is like. But Brazil do this thing. It. A friend of the Ramble, Rupert Fryer. Um, yes, that's right. He, he accom- he's got one of the best jobs in the world, in my opinion. He accompanies Brazil on what's called this global tour where they f- play friendlies uh-huh. all over the world. And he goes with them and does their social media wow. and writes their articles. I think he speaks Portuguese. So um, they, they are fairly used, Brazil, to going to different places and, and playing friendlies in different They're conditions. the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, Basically, yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, well, they, they, the Brazil team gave us a little insight into their camp in Moscow. And it looks like such a jolly old time. When we think of England and you think of um, sometimes how regimented they've been, and obviously there's often a lot of chat about how to, and, and it's fair chat, you know, how uh, the players need to be treated and what they can They will and stop do. short of no excuse. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas the, the Brazil team, they're all just sat around the dinner table all looking happy as Larry, Danny Alves, post a clip of him, Marquinhos and Thiago Silva playing samba drums and tambourines. Oh, and all dancing. This kind of stuff. It just, it's such a joyous thing. They've got it's, some syrup in their coffee, I tell you I, what. They're I, always I, dancing. An awful lot of syrup. It's imagine. funny because if, if you said, if, 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 the reason that's great is because if we sat around here saying, oh, I bet look, the Brazilians, I bet they just sat around playing drums <laughs> and samba. Yeah. People, people would be saying, oh, it's a bit stereotypical. No, yeah. they are doing this. Yeah. 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 Stere- it's a very positive stereotype type they reinforced God yeah. bless them but yeah the, some of the captions Danny Elvis was saying is Samba equals Brazil and Samba do good crazy yeah Samba do good crazy, crazy. Yeah. something else that will be on the back of your yeah, uh, gray stuff. Thing, yeah. <laughs> trust is a two way street and I can't drive and on the back Samba do good crazy yeah exactly yeah yeah so it, it's just it's, it's marvellous it was like that story when I interviewed Kevin Gallagher he told before um, the opening game of 
World Cup 98 where they the, the, the opening ceremony ran over too long and so Scotland and Brazil couldn't go up and warm up on the pitch sufficiently before kickoff because they didn't have time. You know, it was going to be get out there and, and we're pretty much going to play straight away. So the Scotland team are doing shuttle runs. The football playing second fiddle. Good <laughs> old FIFA. <laughs> Scotland are doing shuttle runs up and down the little corridor and then they poke there's a little window where they can just sort of poke their heads through and, and see what the Brazil side were doing the other side and they were just dancing so I'm running away. <laughs> it, it, without <laughs> their boots on apparently as well <laughs> but um, Russia are 11 to 2 to upset the Brazilians uh, in this game £10 on that with bet 365 will return £65 including stakes should the hosts do the business well yeah the, the host nation they've always got a chance of it's course. great we're getting into it now because we're, we're, we're only a few it. friendlies out from the World Cup itself what are we in March April, May, June three months less than three months three Wah. months until glory comes around so quick it does mm. indeed yeah I mentioned World Cup 2002 earlier well one of the players of that tournament was Ronaldo and he said recently that his terrible haircut of that tournament for the final was simply to distract everyone from his injury did he refer to it as a terrible haircut he, he recognised it was bad okay yeah. right although is this one of those ones where too much time has passed yeah he's misremembered like Alanis Morissette going yeah well obviously it's the whole thing's ironic because yeah, it's not yeah. about irony yeah. Too much time's passed. Still sold 30 million copies, whatever, it doesn't matter. When yeah. he still won the World Cup. I mean, yeah. they're winning in this, yeah. don't get me and, wrong. And isn't that ironic? <laughs> for, for those who don't remember this, I mean, obviously it was 16 years ago It was now. In, in, an inverse Sven. It, it was, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say the haircut. Right. I was just going to say he had quite a bad knee injury, didn't oh, okay. he? And, people, and it was almost his, his resurgence, wasn't it? It was like his, his, his comeback. Yes, of course, yeah. And people uh, were focusing more on his hair injury. <laughs> his, his, more of a scalp injury. Really. Yeah. His hair looked like a knee. He'd shaved yes. into, the, into the shape of he, a knee. He shaved his hair into the shape of a patella. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was a hairline fracture. <laughs> um, he said that everyone was talking about his leg injury, so so he he gave himself that haircut, uh, and so he could stay calm and keep focused. But actually, to be fair to him, doesn't matter how much time's passed. I'm being obviously a little silly there. You think about what happened in the '98 World Cup final. Yeah, all that nonsense surrounding his injury and mm. and, and all that business mm. that uh, I'm still, sure still never fully explained. Really, uh, yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Get on to Ronaldinho. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just to finish very quickly on that, so so perhaps he was a little bit paranoid and he thought, yeah, that's his explanation is, I'll do this and then nobody will talk about it and I can focus on the football, score two goals in the final, we win the World Cup, lovely old job. Ronaldinho. Another man who was at that tournament. Thank you very much. Uh, was Ronaldinho. Now, after we spoke about Romario going further into politics on, on Monday's podcast, we've all learned that Ronaldinho wants to get involved as well. He's aligned himself with the Brazilian Republican Party. Someone needs to explain to him, Brazilian Republican Party <laughs> isn't the type of party that he's well experienced in. And he's going to have quite the disappointment when he turns up to the first yeah. meeting yeah. of the party. Yeah, well, well, when they tell him he's got to run for something, he'll go, well, I'm not running. Nah, <laughs> nah, I'll do it in the game. Yeah. This yeah. will work itself out. Yeah. And he'll be none the wiser. Yeah. Can't I just stroll to Senate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm walking for Senate. Yeah. <laughs> Let's drink. I'm walking for electrical <laughs> office. Well, they're, they're a right-wing party, as as they would, uh, as the name suggests. Mm. Um, Again, maybe that doesn't mean what you think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just stand out on a wing. I'll float, really. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All politics. Populism, yeah. 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 I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, um, he intends to stand in the Brazilian general elections on October for either the Senate or a position in, the, like cham- in the Chamber of Duties. I mean, again, they are an evangelical I mean, conservative party as well. So, like, 
I don't think God would particularly like a lot of the stuff that he's gotten up to in his past. I don't think God probably likes a lot of what that party stands for. <laughs> if we're going to drill down <laughs> to it, you, but did you see um, what he was wearing when he signed the document for this? Which is a very, very public thing. Yes. Is it a segue? Every, <laughs> yeah. Everyone else in suits, obviously. He's just wearing a plain black t-shirt and a grey beanie hat. Yeah. There you go. Lovely. That's it. I love the fact the Chamber of Duties. You'd imagine he's got. A, ha- a room in his house called the Chamber of Duties. But anyway, um, one Brazilian commentator Isn't said... Isn't it the Chamber of Deputies? Oh, it is the yeah. Chamber of Chamber of Deputies. What on earth am I going on about? Doesn't I matter. No one would know. No, they do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might um, be off there. Um, but yes, the, the comment about his uh, room in his house still stands there. Yeah. Um, one Brazilian commentator said of, of all this, Ronaldinho's life is one big party. I have never heard an idea come from him for the benefit of the country. Well, he's a footballer, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't started yet. I think he's basically saying he's this is nonsense. Point, it's, like yeah. saying, it's also like saying, I'll never see him score a goal and he hasn't made his debut yet. Mm. <laughs> Give him a chance. He's a goalkeeper. Do you want yeah. a little bit of news from the party? Uh, in 2011, uh, Sao Paulo federal prosecutors charged uh, Machado, which is another guy, and three other church bosses uh, with money laundering. Mm. illegally sending money abroad, racketeering, embezzlement and misrepresentation. So, if nothing else, it's going to be fun. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. exactly. The accounting we, is going to be fun. We shall watch it with interest. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed we should. Um, so, yes, that, that's uh, something that uh, we can all get behind. Uh, Argentina are playing Italy in Manchester uh, this uh, this weekend. Argentina have been accused of letting Lionel Messi pick the team and the team has been dubbed the Friends of Messi. Yeah, why why is like? this? What's the background on this? Uh, well, well as Messi does whatever he wants. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much <laughs> he it. He picks a Barcelona manager, so why can't he pick the other I've got, I've got some Messi friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, after the game away in Ecuador, Messi scored a hat-trick. Apparently, this kind of turned into a positive thing. Well, the friends of Messi have sort of helped us through and, mm. and all that kind of stuff. And it, it was mainly Lionel. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, we, again, on the content, we, we, we talked about, um, or on the mailbag, we talked about, uh, you know, who should they go for? Icardi Marcus, I don't like it when you put the Argentinian squad down on a piece of paper in front of me for to read well do you know it's, what, it's upsetting it is upsetting in some in some senses but <laughs> particularly the forwards it's the forward line that uh, is, I thought you is terrifying the Falklands. <laughs> <laughs> no start with an F we call, we call them Malvinas um, forward, um, <laughs> Lionel Messi uh-huh. um, Sergio Aguero yeah. Gonzalo Higuain um, he's third on that list he costs 90 million quid <laughs> um, Angel Di Maria yeah. um, Christian Pavon who I haven't seen much of plays in uh, in Argentina but Lautaro Martinez and people yeah. who listen on the content will know all about him one of the most it's absolutely ridiculous right Argentina have already got those players and then probably the most desirable young full player in world football apparently going to do a, do a deal with Inter for next season Lautaro Martinez yeah, yeah he comes along well, Dybala's not even in there yeah Dybala's out yeah. injured Icardi's <laughs> yeah. uh, not there yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So what, it, it, the ball is back from injury, but he's just not being not being considered for the squad at the moment. Quite possibly, yeah. I think that uh, well, goalkeepers Romero, Caballero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd true. Have, yeah. You'd have the big Willie in there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Big Willie style. <laughs> big Willie style. Yeah. Willie Lent. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 Willie Lent, Kevin. <laughs> I, I do think. That the Argentina side are a little bit soft at the core. Yeah, but they're going to score 100 goals. So it doesn't yeah, but matter. we say this every time. I mean, admittedly, they got the final last time as Yeah. Which was a, a hell of an achievement. They are 9 to 1 fifth favourites to win the World Cup this summer <laughs> uh, with Bet365. £10 will return £100, including a stake, uh, if they do the business. It's not a bad bet. I Just mean, to yeah. remind you all, I think they'll draw 0 0 with Iceland. <laughs> That's an early prediction. Which, which would still be an improvement on England's result against Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not comparing them to England for crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that if Argentina get often, Aguero is played almost on a wide position on the wing, and they always play Iguain as the centre forward. I, I'd just like to see maybe Messi and Dybala 
you know, supporting. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can we move off this subject? <laughs> I've told you. Can we go Wales, yeah. China, please? China, <laughs> Wales. Oh. Oh. I just like Messi and Dybala oh. behind Aguera or even Icardi, a proper forward, not try and shove everybody in there, you know. What about this um, um, Carlos Tevez, Carlito Tevez, back oh, yeah. at Boca Juniors, scoring goals? Is there a chance for him to force himself in late doors <laughs> at the age of 34? Well, I would refer that question to Jim. <laughs> He'd get an England's team. No, Again, squad, 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 of, squad, squad. What's squad. the point of saying that? What's the point of saying anything? Blimey. It's a very uh, uh, nihilistic <laughs> view of yeah. life. Um, okay, well, there we are. Argentina visit. We're an interesting one. Buffon's obviously in the Italian squad, so we'll uh, we'll see there. But just such a great shame that they're going to be at the tournament, although um, Sweden would disagree. Mm. Um, let's go to the pre-runner to the World Cup for my money, the China Cup. Yes. Uh, where only one side is going to be playing at the World Cup. It's Uruguay, Czech Republic, China and Wales are not going to be there. But China versus Wales happened before we recorded. It's Ryan Giggs' first game in charge, and he mugged off Lippi. Didn't Marcelo he? Lippi. They beat them 6-0. Lippi's biggest defeat as China manager. Uh, what, what do you want for your first game? I'll take on the biggest country in the world. And I'll beat them six. <laughs> yeah. Gareth Bale also broke in Russia's scoring record for Wales, didn't he? So. Gareth Bale, yeah, um, yeah there, there, there was talk that he may not play. And according to reports, Wales could have been fined 100 grand if they didn't play Gareth Bale. They played him, he scored a hat trick. 50 grand what? for Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. was, that, was that in a... Uh, was that in, is that true? Yeah. Was that in the contract then? If you didn't play your big hits, you don't get... It's the, always that sort of thing with friendlies. Like, yeah. they, they, they only have the friendlies because they want the big players to come yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. made-up cup things. Yeah, it was yeah. a few hundred quid, presumably, if Chris Gunter didn't play. <laughs> but, but, but Gunter, I believe, did become Wales' most capped outfield player. And he had to oh. pay China to be able to play. <laughs> <laughs> he had to pay subs. Yeah. Well, I love this. Gig said he was, he was a bit nervous, understandably so. First game in charge. Always, I know it's only the China Cup, but still any cup's good to win. And you never want to start off with a loss. One of the more fragile cups. You could, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and Giggs said that he wanted to play attacking football with a bit of flair. Well, well there you go. Six goals to the good. Um, and it's, it's it's also worth pointing out that two two players, ex-players now managers, Giggs and Phil Neville, mm-hmm. widely derided after their appointments, have both started off uh, in, in a winning fashion for mm-hmm. their uh, new jobs. I mean, we need to give them more time to see how good or bad they yeah, are. Yeah, I think they'll be rubbish long term. <laughs> right. I, uh, I, I was checking out the... I found... Basically, this is a proper like competition. They've got like all the PR and stuff. I was trying to find the mascot for the China Cup. I, I only found two pictures of it. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's dreadful. Yeah. It's like a. Oh, you tweeted. He's like got little glasses, but he's got a moustache that goes on his head as well. It's it looks like weird. a rejected Pokemon character. Oh, yeah, was there love hearts terrible. involved? Yeah, oh yeah, he's doing like the Gareth Bale love heart. That's probably why they. Uh, Got, you get, got Bailey involved. <laughs> yeah, you need yeah. to. You need to. Do, yeah. And if you score, you need to do that. Because this mascot will <laughs> look silly otherwise. <laughs> None of this will make any sense. If you don't, if you, if you don't do that when you score, it's a fifty grand fine. <laughs> and you uh, better score. And a yeller. And a yeller. Yeah. Um, uh, Vokes can do it. That's optional. Yeah. Um, so there we are. Great start. Um, Luke, what is our best bet with Bet365, though? Well, our best bet with Bet365 comes courtesy of a man whose name I bloody love, Barry Lloyd. Good. Nice. He says, uh, good afternoon, Ramblers. Last week's best better, Dave Harrison, is my best friend. Oh. And, my, and the best man at my wedding in June. I'm now reconsidering his position after his truly awful performance in the best bet hot seat last week. <laughs> but in the meantime, I thought I'd write in and have a stab myself. I'll resist the urge to bet on the more Harrison derby. Dave supports Oxford United because they're playing Portsmouth uh, this week. Um, because this week's uh, international friendly list is incredible. There are a lot of fantastic games on Friday. And for this week's best bet with Bet365, I like Argentina Ooh. to beat Italy mm. in the halftime, full-time market. 
compounding the misery on Paul Italy, who not only failed to qualify for the World Cup, but are also going to get battered by Gareth Southgate's men at Wembley on Tuesday. Get mm. behind that, Marcus. Damn right. Uh, so that's Argentina leading at half-time and full-time at 9-4. to four. Uh, £50 will return £162.50, including a nice, juicy, medium-rare sirloin. That's a steak. <laughs> um, I hope I win to raise money for a fantastic charity, but I'm also gunning for that first-ever hat-trick, and more importantly, an ORE. Many thanks, Barry Lloyd. That's right. Uh, Argentina to be leading at half-time and full-time is indeed 9-4 to four with bet 365. So £50 on that will return £162.50, including steak. All proceeds go to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble. And for more information, go to begambleaware.org. Good luck to you, Barry, and good luck to that embarrassment of riches that is Argentina. <laughs> um, Luke, what have you been asking the listeners this week? You've put this in the running order as Luke's feature. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Um, I wrote on the Facebook page, we love international football here at the Ramble, but we're not stupid. We know some of you don't. Uh, if you're one of those types who likes to moan about an international break, be proactive. Tell us how you'd improve it. And we wrote out our favourites on this week's preview show. So Stuart Mac McKeown, bring in the Continental Football Championship. I really think Europe could do it this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take that, no. Oshiana. Um, Josh O'Brien, uh, they'd, they'd be terrible, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing is, England would think, Oh yeah, if we attach ourselves to Europe, we 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 could win. We could be a part of it. And they go, well, no, 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 it's no. an EU team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'd be mugged Sorry, up again. What colours your passport? <laughs> uh, Asia would be inexplicably bad, wouldn't they? Well, so, Japanese yeah. and South Korean players, I suppose. How is it? How would it work? It would have to be a continent then. Yeah. So Australia would be. Yeah, Australia, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Screw. Um, well, that's Tim Cahill. Josh O'Brien <laughs> says, uh, "I'm not, uh, Marcus Speller um, spending the weekend comparing all three thousand members of his England squad." Uh, to his favourite ex-England nationals and giving a blow-by-blow as why none of them have the passing range of the English PLO, John Joe Shelby. There we are. That would improve it, yeah, wouldn't I it? I Trust so. me, you do not want that. Just John Joe Shelby. Yeah. Um, let's have a look. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Lyons. I'd replace our so-called Lions with League One and Two players who would at least play for the shirt instead of these overpaid <laughs> prima donnas who don't know they're born. <laughs> That's the sort of thing people say, isn't it? I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'll finish uh, with this one from Mark Baker, who says, I turn it into an amateur sport. Professional footballers get two weeks off, but John from down the pub, who plays 20 minutes at right back once a fortnight, gets his moment in the spotlight and might possibly stop moaning about his nan would have scored that. Yeah, like that. I'd like that because that gives me a chance of playing. And the previous one, well, that gives you a chance of playing. And the previous one, of course, with the League One and League Two, give um, Brett Pittman and some of the Pompey players a chance. Yes, up for it. Yeah, Brett Pittman can't get in the Pompey team regularly, so I don't know how he's going to get in the England team. <laughs> there we go. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview sponsored by Bet365. We are very much looking forward to England destroying the Netherlands, of course, and international football is just an absolute joy. And you love England so much that you are still prepared for anyone who listens to the show to come around your house and watch the game on Friday night, is that yep. right? Yeah, why not? Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> if you know where Marcus lives, you can work yeah. it out. Get yourself around there. I live in the centre of Soho. <laughs> <laughs> and my house of, is very small. In the centre of London. Yeah. Um, so there we are. Um, say goodbye, Lucals. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peatman. Dick Lent. And <laughs> it's goodbye uh, from me.
did it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 